This podcast is a Keep Sweden Tidy Foundation production. Hello, Plastic Free Oceans. Hello, Plastic Free Oceans is the podcast that follows the progress of transforming the market on plastic products and packaging in Sweden. The goal is to move away from taking, making and wasting to a circular plastics economy. Yes, my name is Jane Falkstranden. And my name is Marlene Letts, and we are the hosts today. You know, people often ask me, how do we get started? Well, it's easy. First, have a passion for the environment. And then to also know your drivers for change. And then get involved with other leaders who are helping to make the change. True progress comes from working together for, for a common cause. True. So from new legislation to innovative products, transformed legacy organizations and startups, this season we meet with amazing people working on solutions to plastic pollution. This episode is broadcasted from our podcast base at the Nordic Sustainability Expo in Stockholm. And with us we have Emilia Molin working at Water. Welcome. We're super happy to have you with us. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. So first, could you tell us about what Bee Water is? Um, yes, of course. Um, first and foremost, I think I, I would like to start by saying that I really love Bee Water. And for me, it was love at first sight. Um, bee Water, we are fighting with Bee Water, we are fighting the use of single-use plastics. Because it's 2022 and it's crazy that people are still drinking mineral water that you know, is tapped on bottles in France or Italy or wherever you want and then driven across Europe in lorries just so we can have mineral water at our table at lunch or dinner. Um, we want to stop that. Uh, we need to, to uh, cherish our tap water. So we filter all the tap water and with our machines, you don't need single-use plastic bottles anymore. Instead, you can get as much still or sparkling water as you like. Wow, that's so interesting. I'm thinking directly about uh, the vision for the Ocean Alliance, where we're looking to refuse unnecessary and problematic single-use plastics, reduce the use of fossil-based virgin plastics, increase reuse and recycling, and, and also, last but not least, to help restore the oceans from plastic pollution. And I think you are a lot within the uh, refuse uh, yes, and and um, for the listeners who can't see that you have these four different sort of uh, categories here in front of us on a paper, um, I would say that we we are very much focused, of course, on the first with yeah. the refuse, but we are also through our environmental work, which is really one of the pillars in Bee Water, where we through the initiative of One Percent for the Planet. The initiative 1% for the Planet is founded by the Patagonia founder. Um, and when you sort of agree to be part of that network or that initiative, you agree to give 1% of your total revenue um, to environmental projects. And we have, of course, chosen to work with local water-related projects on each market. Mm. So in Sweden, we are very much engaged in a grassroots organization called Initiative Ute. Mm. I admire them very much. They fight to restore the Baltic Sea out mm. in the archipelago. 
Yeah, I'm thinking, looking at the um, the uh, opportunities there is to or there are to to these different like four scopes or contexts that we're talking about. Do you see any any of them as uh, having more opportunities, or where would you have the strongest opportunities looking at this? Um, of course, as as you rightly mentioned, we are very much on the refuse, or I think sort of refuse is, is kind of a negative word, but we are trying to give people an alternative. You don't need to buy bottled water because here we come with a solution that is much smarter. And at the same time, where when I'm out sort of meeting different companies, I can often hear from especially smaller companies that they are a bit confused and maybe insecure where to start. They want to do the right thing. They want to become more sustainable, but it's like, well, we don't know. Should we go for solar panel on the roofs or should we start by changing all the cars? What should we do? Hmm. And then when we say, you know, you won't solve the climate crisis through us, but here is an idea. Why don't you stop buying Luca or Ram Lassan and instead you have one of our, of our machines and it actually has a big impact on the environment and it's such a small thing so i think it could also be many times it's a smart sort of gateway to then go on and do bigger things because of course it's not enough to just use us yeah that would be too simple yeah because then you already have like changed the mindset to question things exactly Yeah. yeah wonderful so which of these would you say is the most challenging for you of these four Yes. I think one thing where everybody needs to be a bit self-critical and where I'm sure that we could do even better than we do today is, of course, to to look at our own organization. Do we recycle everything? We try to. Uh, do we take the bike every time we could and uh, letting the car stay put? I'm not so sure. I'm sure that, you know, the... The sort of the reduced part is important for all of us because it also requires that you start to think in a very active way every day. Mm. And we try that, but we we are not best in class. Yeah. And connected to that, I'm thinking like the size of the change needed to, to solve that, well, to, like to meet that challenge or to mitigate it. How, how big of a change is it? What do you What do you think? Again, for us or for everybody? We can continue for, for you. And then I would yeah. love to expand the scope no, for no, everybody. No, because I think, you know, we, we take... I think our team is so engaged and, and we try to take small steps every day, every week, every month. Because, of course, to be more sustainable also requires that you continue forward every day. It's not enough to be as sustainable as you were last year. <laughs> you always have to do better, right? Yeah. And this is where I mean that we do many things and we try to, to you know, recycle. We, we try to go with electric cars. We try all those things. But I feel that we could also need a push sometimes to do even more because mm-hmm. that's what we all have to do. We need to do more. Yeah. And to iterate along the way, as you were like saying, yeah. to always yes. change for the better. Yes. Um, I'm thinking also back on, on refuse because, as we were saying, it was it's like a negative, um, negative word, but it could be in, in terms of um, rethinking or questioning 
like material composition or the way we use resources. Looking at like the broader perspective, not on you and a, on a as a business uh, only, but could be for the sector, could be for society. Do you have any reflections there on how like refuse could could help in the transformation towards something that would be more circular? This steps into a very interesting discussion I had the other day about uh, because I strongly believe that the companies in the world. I used to be in the NGO world before. I mm-hmm. was the general secretary of a big international NGO working with children in war. They do fantastic things, um, but I feel that it's sort of five to twelve now for the climate, and we all need to do what we can to change the world to the better. And that's why I wanted to come back to business life uh, because I think that the way forward for everybody is to, of course, do good business because otherwise you can't be in business, but also to try and do better for the world. Um, and here I think it's it's super important that we work together companies, NGOs, but also legislation. And sometimes we need sort of stronger legislation just to take that step that otherwise wouldn't have occurred. Uh, I know maybe, you know, a a strange example while we are talking about sustainability, but Dubai. I know, for example, because I I was invited to the Swedish pavilion in Dubai to speak about bee water and what we do for the environment. And um, we met with several big hotel owners and they are super interested in our solutions because the government in Dubai has said that everybody needs to do better within a certain time limit. So there they run now because they are getting closer to deadline. And that's how I think we all need to interact with each other. So legislation is needed because if you put a stop to something, uh, you have to come up with other solutions. Mm. Yeah, yeah, really. And we see that often, and I think we hear it also from from businesses, that when legislation turns comes into force or when we have frameworks or such, things happen. Exactly. Yeah. So thank you, Emilia, for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Thank you. So this episode is broadcasted from a podcast space at the Nordic Sustainability Expo in Stockholm. Follow us on LinkedIn to get news and updates on a regular basis and read more about the Ocean Alliance and also our guests Bee Water on the web. Thank you for listening. This podcast is a Keep Sweden Tidy Foundation production. Hello, Plastic Free Oceans.